Hey there, I'm Eric J. Olson. And I'm Kevin Daisy. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. Hey, everybody. It is Eric J. Olson. I am your host for this episode of the Managing Partners Podcast. On this podcast, we interview America's top managing partners to find out what they're doing to run their firms, grow their firms, and to keep their case pipeline full. And today with me, all the way from South Florida, Cheryl Moore. Hey, Cheryl. Hi, Eric. Nice to see you. Likewise. So Cheryl is the managing partner of Moore Rabinowitz Law, a family law firm in South Florida, Miami. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, Moore Rabinowitz Law. We started it the summer of 2018 and we've been growing ever since. Well, cool. Tell me a little bit more about that. What made you want to start in the summer of 2018? Well, I was a partner at a big firm down here and managing their family law practice. My fiance at the time, Adam Rabinowitz, was a partner in a big firm as well, which was changing hands. And so we looked at each other and we said, well, maybe it's time to start our own firm. And so we both ventured with our respective books of business and opened up our own practice. And every single case came with us and we we just exploded. And now I would say we're three times the size that we were in the summer of 2018. Is that right? Good for you. Yeah. That's incredible. It's, now, been, it's been a long, hard, very busy road. Now, what about COVID? What was the impact of COVID on you? I've heard pros and cons, but for family law, it seems like it did okay. You know, for family law and also for civil litigation, because Adam practices civil lit. And I remember that we had outgrown our, our initial space and we had signed a lease for a much bigger, much bigger uh, office. And so here comes COVID working from home. And we sat down and I said to him, let's go big or go home. Uh, if, we, if we don't take on a new space, we will never grow. And if we take it on, we hopefully will grow and we'll, we're going to figure this out. And so we actually worked on a rotating schedule and we, we got those stickers and we put them in front of everyone's door about six feet apart. And, and our office is nice and big and roomy. So we actually, and we put up dividers between the paralegals and we wore masks. Mm -hmm. And we, our billables were better than ever because we weren't in the car going down to the courthouse. We weren't looking for parking. We weren't waiting for the train or the drawbridge that we have down here in South Florida. We weren't traveling on 95. So we were right at our computers. We got more screens. We got more electronics. We got more laptops for our workers in case they had to be home, which many of them on a rotating basis, we all got COVID. You know, we all worked from home at one point. So we actually, we have fared pretty well through COVID. We did a bit of a pivot and we were busier than ever. That is great. And I, I love what you said, you know, go big or go home because every person who runs a business during that time frame had the same kind of like thought process. And I know we did here as well. We, we worked remotely for a solid year, actually, but we had a conversation, me and my, my uh, co-founder about whether we're going to keep the office or not. It's like, like if we give up the office, I'm going to give it up for good. Like, but that's not the kind of business that we want. We want to grow a big business and we're not going to do that working from home in our pajamas and not showering until two o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, like you really, so, you know, yeah. different people made different decisions, but I, I love the fact that you went all in and kept that lease. You probably could have got out because of COVID if you wanted to. 
We could have. And you know what? We decided that this is, we're just going to go for it. And I actually, I added another paralegal and another attorney during that time because we got so busy. I changed out a bookkeeper and I even have a huge conference room that I'm considering making it into a virtual courtroom on one, one end of it and the other end having a smaller conference room because we don't really need the big conference room and my office is very large. I could add another um, attorney on one side. So we're coming up with ways to add more people because I find that it's really nice to have the camaraderie. Um, it's a social aspect of being in the office. I know we, we have a lot of meetings. I had I ordered plexiglass for everybody's desk. Mine's down right now because it didn't look very good in the background. But we really came up with ways that we could be present and still distanced. But, you know, that's how we work as a team. We're, we, I pride my practice on a team-based practice. So my paralegal, my associates, we all work together. We don't double, triple bill. We only single bill. But we have to work and we strategize these cases. So it's hard to do when someone's at home. Maybe they're walking the dog. Maybe they're getting another cup of coffee. Maybe they're taking an afternoon nap. I don't know. But when you're in the office front and center, we can collaborate. We can hit the conference button on the phone. We can hear the conversations at the water cooler. And it just, for me, makes a much more fluid practice. Absolutely. No, that's great. So congratulations on keeping the lease and, and going all in. And, you know, I, I think when it comes again to like business owners, so many of us are trepidatious. We're not really sure. There's a lot of doubt. But when you think about, well, what, what's the worst case scenario? I mean, certainly the worst case scenario is you go out of business. But that's, is that, how likely is that? It's very, it, you know, a lot of these decisions that we make are not going to break the company. So, you, you know, you, you can be ambitious and go for it. So I, I love the fact that you did that. Thank you. Turned out to be a very good time to do it too with COVID. So, because, you know, like people were stuck in their homes with their spouses that maybe they didn't get along with them to be, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic and certainly after a couple of weeks together, they were over it. <laughs> yeah. You, family's been booming. Family law has been booming. Do you think that trend will continue? You know, it's interesting because I've seen that people have, I think, maybe more of a, a grasp for YOLO. You only live once. And so I feel like more people are coming with less patience for mismatched paramours or mismatched spouses or mismatched partners if it's a paternity case. And likewise with Adam and his business practices, he does um, partnership breakups. We do nursing home defense, which obviously had a spike. We do a lot of businesses that aren't the partners aren't getting along and we do employment law, real estate transactions. So there's a lot less patience, I would say, for people who are maybe not getting along and they could otherwise work it out. And they have the YOLO theory, which is, hey, you know, it's one life and it's not working. So let's get out of this and get into a different type of situation. And that's when we step in. So, so we were surprised at how quickly we grew. We now have a team of nine. And we just started off with Adam, myself, and a paralegal for both of us. And so I grew into the managing partner and I do all the HR. I do all the marketing. I do all the back office. Plus I have a caseload, a lot of family law cases. And then he does more of the finances, the firm, and he does his civil it. So with the two of us, we seem to have forged a partnership and on the back of the office is family law and the front of the office is civil. So we kind of, you know, we're together, but apart. So we're not on top of each other. It, logistically it works out well too very nice 
So the podcast is about growing your firm and, uh, you know, we're a digital marketing agency. We, we definitely feel like digital marketing has a big part of that. So I want to ask you some questions about that. What are some different ways that you're going about getting cases these days, but besides the referrals, which everybody loves, uh, but what are some other techniques that you have used in the past that successfully get you cases? So for a while I had tried LinkedIn and I had somebody co-writing and helping me with the posts. Um, I just found that a lot of time and energy was spent on the LinkedIn content and it was, it was a place to be on social media, but it didn't really per se bring a lot of cases. So I, I actually stopped the LinkedIn recently. I, we have one advertisement in a magazine locally. We, I, I don't advertise on Facebook because I just have a personal opinion that that's more for personal items and not professional. And then also we have our website. So I do think we are, we could up our game on the marketing, but my mantra is do good work, work hard, get great results. And then what happens is opposing counsels, opposing experts, friends, family, and it, it just keeps on going that when we touch a client's life and we do a good job, our name is naturally passed on. So marketing per se is not been my forte i think we need to do more of it i'm more results oriented and then the cases keep on coming so that's how i'd have to answer that question i could do better though no no it's totally good and i, I appreciate that being and, honest and it's not an uncommon answer right so uh, a lot of lawyers definitely focus on doing good work and and the referrals you know it's one of those things that you have to do the good work no matter what, right? Or else you're not going to be in business very long. And But the referral is sometimes is very passive. Is there anything that, you know, you're just kind of hoping that they come. Is there anything that you've done in the past to like ask clients for a referral or, you know, reach back out to them six months later or something like that? Like any way of kind of like trying to generate some of those referrals. Hey there, this is Eric J. Olson, the CEO of Array Law. If you're ready to work with a world-class digital marketing company, reach out. You can find us online at ArrayLaw.com or call us at any time, 757-333-3021. Good question. So I do a couple things. Like recently I had a case and the gentleman was very upset because his wife didn't give him back something that was personal to him that meant a lot. Happened to be a volleyball. How much is a volleyball? Not very much. So I went out to the sports store, got him a, a volleyball and sent it to him with a nice note. That's one thing. Um, I remember I've given clients gifts of um, an elephant jade necklace that they particularly loved or something that I know another client, she lost all her snow globes in the divorce because her husband had done something with them. So I went and got her a snow globe. So I try to do a personal touch to make them realize like, hey, I listen not only to the legal stuff, but the emotional component. And I send them a gift. For the other side of the coin, um, the clients that aren't that ooey-gooey, I had um, baseball hats made. They say more Rabinowitz law on the front and then the back. There's a pound or hashtag rather single let's mingle. And I send them a baseball cap, right? So it's kind of like my marketing in the front and their little marketing for their neck. Paramore on the back and they're actually really cute i really yeah. like them i had some made for my paralegals and they say best paralegal and best court reporter I, so i try to do fun sweet things that are meaningful 
so I would say that's kind of a personal twist on my marketing that I try to do for my clients, something heartfelt. Well, the, the gift is very nice, definitely. The baseball hat is, is really clever. And I, I thought where you're going with that, it was just, it says your firm name on the front. It was kind of like, don't mess with me. I'm, I'm represented. But on the back, it, it basically says mess with me. <laughs> yeah. Like that's... come get me a drink. Oh, single. Let's mingle. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, well, who's yeah. that? Not oh, that's available. my divorce attorney. Really? Oh, okay. It's like, it's a conversation piece, right? That's hilarious. <laughs> that is really, really funny. Thank you. <laughs> let's, let's talk about LinkedIn a little bit. So you said you went down the LinkedIn path. And you were you were putting out posts, and you had someone that was helping you with that. How long did you attempt to try to get some business or some traction at LinkedIn? A couple of years, and the price was reasonable. Then all of a sudden it tripled. But uh, and I said, you know, I liked having a place on LinkedIn. I like to have a voice. I like to show off what we were doing. I thought it was interesting. But then when the price tripled, I said, well doesn't really make a lot of sense because I'm spending all these hours, right? And so for me, I just had to let go of that for a while. So I'm kind of dabbling in different areas to see what works. But so far, the best has been those baseball caps. I have to tell you the truth. So I'm open to some suggestions because, um, you know, I think marketing is important. LinkedIn is one of those platforms that's really weird. We, we used to get a lot of traction on it. And we used to post a lot and then, and then it just kind of stopped. We've, we've tried it a couple of times here or there. It's not really it's for like us. Like professional it's, Facebook, right? It's like, it's like a Facebook wannabe with the like and the, I, I don't yeah. know. It just ended up it's, it's having a, weird a different vibe. feel. It's a weird yeah. vibe because a lot of things are off limits, right? And it's supposed to all be about like, you know, culture and uh, working with other people and your professional but not even like your professional self. It's it's more like your um perfect professional self, like the person who who always cares about everyone else in the company. And you know, some sometimes mm -hmm. that's true, sometimes it's not. Uh, but but it's kind of hard sometimes to like express it, uh, an opinion there. I remember I would I would read through, you know, scroll through the posts and the comments, and all everybody has a different take on some controversial comment which is fine if you want to get some, I don't know, some traction that way. But is that the way to get a new client when you have a yeah. controversial post? You yeah. know, it just, for me, we're too busy. I'm just, I would rather yeah. work on my client's cases and at the end of the day, go home and, and be with my family and try to, you know, regroup and, and find some balance. Yeah. Now, what about Instagram? I know you are personal on there. Have you ever tried that for your law firm? Because the reason I bring that up is because it seems like that is a very good demographic rich platform. A lot of women about 35 is where it kind of like starts to drop off. And that mm -hmm. seems to be kind of like where the, the seven year itch is, you know, in, in a marriage right around that middle thirties, kids, things get real stressful. Does, does that yeah. seem like it could work for you? I think so. You know, I I'm kind of confused on Instagram, right? So I'm personal, but I'm professional, and it's Cheryl Law. So, which one am I? So, am I promoting my personal life or my professional life? And so, for me, I've never known what to do with my Instagram. I have very cool stepdaughters who actually, I think, they blocked me from their Instagram because they didn't want me to see what they were doing. But I was trying to take notes, like, how do you do this? How do you like be cool? How do you be a cool professional on Instagram? I didn't know how to do it. 
So I just end up not really posting very much. I have little things, you know, I have a little professional, a little personal. And, and now I'm like, well, what do I do with this? I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> well, that that's the way it should be, right? So it should be most, well, if, if you're doing it for business, mostly business, and then a little bit of professional. So you round yourself out. I, need, I thought I it was good. help on that too. <laughs> no, I think you did well. Yeah, Thank you. you. I'm trying. Some... I'm trying. You know, I did read like the how to, how to Instagram and, and forget TikTok. I, I can't even tell you. I don't know how to do any of that TikTok, but I don't, I just don't think it's for me. I mean, I'm going to be 50 in November. And so for me, I don't know how to do all that. So I just figured, sure you know, you let me do. go back to the basics. Let me just do good work. Let me have really good results. And somebody hopefully will come along and say, hey, you know, you need some help with your Instagram. Can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> you could figure it out. You're very smart. Yeah. I'm going to try. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, for, for the future. So you, you've grown very quick. Three years. You went from two lawyers and two paralegals to nine total people triple two and one from three to nine. Oh, okay all right good for you that that's incredible in three years okay. you have a little about three years so very strong growth what are your growth plans for the future what do you foresee you're going to be like in two to three years what's the plan oh yeah you know i, I think over 10 and less than 15 is probably a sweet a sweet spot for us because I still like the team approach and we, we are all, we're 50% civil and 50% family. We might start another division on collections. I'm not quite sure. My husband's very entrepreneurial and has some thoughts and ideas on that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I see a space in the market because a lot of the older attorneys, more seasoned, are moving to mediation. And a lot of the younger attorneys are not as experienced in litigation. So I've been taking over a lot of cases lately where the younger attorneys, unfortunately, have made strategic errors. And so I'm doing a lot of cleanup. And then a lot of the older attorneys are saying, you know what, here's my caseload. I don't want to litigate anymore. I've just had people say they're done litigating. They're 60, 65, and they don't want to do it anymore. So I feel like there's a space in the market to add more team members, and we have space here. But I think any more than 15 gets to be, I mean, then it's, it's more time managing, and I really love practicing law. So I had to be careful because I don't want to dilute my law practice just because I'm managing more, you know, and I do have a wonderful bookkeeper who could work a little bit more in the other areas, but then I'd have to bring in an office manager and I really like managing the office. So, you know, you have to be careful because there's only so many hours in the day. Have you ever considered opening another location, another office? Or is that possibility? We, we might head North towards Palm beach. Palm Mm -hmm. beach is a beautiful area as a different feel to it. The cases have a different feel. You know, it's a higher net worth. Businesses, are, there are more businesses north. I don't think we would head south. We're not, our strength is not bilingual. One of our staff members out of nine speaks Spanish. So uh-huh. I think we would be doing a disservice if we headed toward Miami-Dade because you really do need to have bilingual staff because in Miami, they speak Spanish as frequently as English and vice versa. So Hopefully That's another office you, in the future. Uh, so you need to, um, I, I thought you were around Miami because I've always considered South Florida to be another phrase for Miami. We uh, are Palm author. Beach, well, Palm Beach, Miami, Broward. So I would say about 10% of our cases are Miami, but people really in Miami don't go beyond the Miami-Dade-Broward line. They really just don't. 
So I do take for referral sources that say, hey, they need you. And I do have a case right now where the wife speaks mostly Spanish and she's actually taking English lessons so she can communicate with me for her divorce, which is amazing. She's doing quite well with it, you know. So, uh, but I take cases as far as the Keys and all the way up to Jacksonville and across to the Naples area as well, especially with Zoom, right? Yeah, very nice. No reason you can't go elsewhere. It's Florida law. Florida statute 61 statewide. You can go anywhere in the state. That's great. Yeah. Well, that was awesome. Uh, I appreciate your time. If someone would like to reach out and they have a question for you, or maybe they have a case that they could use some help with, what's a good way for them to get in touch with you? The best way is call our office. It's 754-216-5300. We also have a postcard or a business card rather online at mr-lawyers.com. And it's a simple website, but it tells you about who we are and what we do and gives you more insight into our practice and the different areas of law that we cover, which, you know, is, is a lot between Adam and myself. We have multiple areas and we pride ourselves on, on being really strong advocates on board certified in marital and family law. And he is AV rated. And so between being a specialist and top tier, we, we really like taking care of people. We really, we are lawyers who like being lawyers. We really do enjoy it. Hi everybody. Go check out her website. And if you are looking for more episodes like this, you can find our entire backlog at arraylaw.com slash podcast. Every podcast episode is tied by the practice area and the state, so you can find exactly what you're looking for. And if you are a managing partner looking for some social media help, or if you want to spice up your website, you can go to my website, which is ArrayLaw.com. That's for my company, which is Array Digital, and we specialize in websites, SEO, online advertising, and social media. All right, Cheryl, thanks so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. Bye-bye. We've been recording this podcast free of charge for years. Hopefully, you're getting amazing value out of it. We don't ask for much, but would you do us one favor? Would you tell just one person about this podcast? If you get any value whatsoever, all we ask, and we'd greatly appreciate it, is share the podcast with one person just like you.